This is the American Dream, Dusted Rhodes, son of a plumber, daddy, and you're listening to the Bob Culture Podcast. The BCP, ladies and gentlemen, a couple of interesting things happening here in the world of wrestling. We'll talk about that, but shameless promo. We are brought to you by our friends at Funkenstein Wrestling Superstore, located in English Town, New Jersey, the Blue Building at the Flea Market and online. They are the best. We love you. Heather and Dan, our literal favorite store. We got X-Men, G.I. Joe's, love Turtles, so You know the deal, Noons. It's great. Uh, everything. Everything. That's it. That's it, man. So check out Funkenstein. Um, we love going there every weekend, guys. Check them out online, eBay, all that good stuff. Shameless promo out of the way. Please welcome back to the show. Let's just be real. I, I mark out for this guy every time I watch his show. Thursday nights, the man's a genius. Please welcome back to the show, Mr. Warren Hayes. Warren, nice hat, man. Jesus How are you, bro? Christ. The, 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 the standards you established for me, <laughs> like, you know, you and my mother were the two people who have, you know, who create these these unachievable standards? Thank you for having me. I really appreciate. It's a pleasure to to be back. It's always fun to be here with you, Chris and and Bill as well. So you know, uh, well deserved, fantastic to be back. It's it's fantastic to be back. Thank you for having me. Yeah, of course. Do, do do it anytime. It's good seeing you. And you hear him, the goodest brother uh, on location via satellite. Please welcome in the best smelling human <laughs> pet on the planet, the number one Johnny Gargano fan. Uh, my goodest brother, one of my best friends in the world, Mr. Chris Nunez. How are you? I miss your face. I'm doing good. I'm doing good. Uh, this week has been very interesting. It's good to see all your handsome faces here. Hopefully, the handsome police doesn't come soon. But it's uh, <laughs> true. I got the door. I got the door closed. I'm good. <laughs> <laughs> and speak, speaking of handsome, please welcome back. He is the hashtag lay editor and chief of the popbreak.com. Dad instincts, our guy, the rant master himself, Mr. Bill Bakken. Bill, you feeling any rants tonight? How you feeling? Uh, you know, I'm just, you know, last time I saw Nunez, we we had a good scissor me daddy ass moment and it was great. And everyone just looked at us like we were weird because spoiler alert, we are. Uh, but Chris really reminding me of uh, Stagger Lee Marshall during the WCW Thunder Days, calling it in from the road <laughs> saying, hey, Lee Marshall here. I'm at the <laughs> University of Minnesota talking about Thunder going to be here next week. It's going to be awesome. Meanwhile, he was on the payphone around the corner. Uh, but that's what Chris reminds me of right now. And I'm loving every second of it. It makes me feel nostalgic. I am always working on my Lee Marshall mustache. I don't think I'll ever get that done. I am always working on it. You also have to look like a 65-year-old at age 32. So, I mean, now you are. (laughs) There is some some work you have to do. Rest in peace, Lee Marshall. I don't know if if he's dead, by the way. Well, speaking of working, nice little segue there. Uh, let's talk about uh, what we thought might have been the main event tonight. We have Mox uh, taking on Punk. You know, uh, LaGreca had him on. Yeah, we had very interesting. We had LaGreca, um, you know, we listening earlier on Busted Open. They were talking to Tony Khan, and LaGreca kind of kept asking, you know, like, why, very politely, like, why tonight uh, do we have this match that I, I expected for All Out? Uh, we've heard a lot about politicking this past week. We've heard a lot of... Uh, you know, CM Punk behind the scenes stuff, kind of dating back to some of the ROH stuff we had heard. Who knows what's real? Who knows what's what? That's kind of the fun of it. 
Um, but the match, certainly, you know, we're going on at 9 o'clock. They're saying, hey, we got an hour to do this match. We didn't know there were other matches. That's another story. But uh, really quick, unexpected uh, kind of finish. Mox ran through him. Maybe it was injury. Maybe, you know, he came back too soon. That's something I, I'd been talking about with this whole interim thing. Uh, what's your guys' read on this? I want to start with Warren, man, because I, I truly do value your opinion here. Uh, my opinion, like throughout this entire weekend, it continued tonight is, Chaos in wrestling is so much fun. Like it is really the best. The the status quo stinks. This is the, this is absolutely fantastic. Like I have no pony in the race as to whether CM Punk is, you know, really disenfranchised and he's pissing everyone off in the back or not. It just makes for extraordinary content and stuff that boils over onto the shows. Um, and I, look, I think we were all shocked. I, 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 I may be a little presumptuous, but I think we were all shocked that this match lasted about three minutes or under three. Uh, yeah, three twenty something. Three twenty. Yeah. I mean, I, 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 I don't think it, we're going out that far out on a limb here. Um, I, I, I honestly don't know what to make of it. Uh, you know, is this? Look, my scenario here, and I was talking about it with uh, with my girl, Kristen, uh, shout out if she's watching right now. Uh, she, we were talking about it and she, she, you know, I can't take credit for this, but this is actually her, her, her thought. And it makes a lot of sense. Outside of a work, which is entirely possible, right? It's CM Punk. It could actually absolutely 100% be a work. Outside of a work, what if CM Punk was indeed not ready to wrestle but they have the paper coming up they have to get the title off of him if he's not going to be ready to wrestle for uh, in a couple of weeks what's the best way to do it then to have him try to throw a move can't do it like he you know he 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 used his the 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 left leg was the plant leg that he used to 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 perform the head kick uh it makes sense in that in that degree where then moxley just mows over him with a pair of of death riders uh, uh, um, yeah they called them death riders yeah okay uh, a pair uh, a pair of death, uh, death riders and 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 we're good right and then we're done um so i think it's i think it's a quick way to get the belt off of cm punk because maybe he's not ready yet or Maybe CM Punk doesn't want to do the job in Chicago, which is also entirely possible. You see why this chaos stuff is great? I love this. I love this so much. I, I think you're right. Noons, you have a Johnny Gargano gr- growing out of you, and I know you're okay with it. Uh, what do you think about this one? It, it was very strange because I was watching the I was I was watching the show at Nick's house. We're we're discussing it, and I'm I'm totally convinced that it's the main event they're giving it time but like what Warren said when they they were like it's up next and it's barely past nine o'clock I'm like why you could argue this is one of the most important if not the most important match for Dynamite anyway it could possibly be for AEW but definitely for Dynamite it could be one of the most important one of the most uh, one of the biggest matches um, so I found it very strange that it was coming on barely past nine o'clock um, couple things could be punk really is hurt. It could be punk saying, Hey, look, I'm not ready to come back. 
let's take this interim tag off of Moxley and actually give him the title, which I don't think anybody would believe, but it could be a possibility. Or this could be a work. Uh, I don't know what it's leading toward. It could be because if you heard the crowd, uh, I forgot that they were in Cleveland in Ohio, so pro Moxley crowd, but they were booing Punk. A, a very big portion of the crowd was booing Punk. They could possibly have Punk go full heel. It could be any of those possibilities. Uh, good for Moxley to finally, because I've been saying it for a while, like whoever won the title while Punk was out, it was it was always going to be almost at a disadvantage because they were always going to say interim, interim, interim. And out of all the champions in AEW right now, I feel like Moxley looks the strongest. He's been fighting every week. He's been defending the belt almost every week. He's been bleeding literally in the ring almost every week. Uh, I, I feel like he really has been carrying the company on his back. And I feel like he deserves to not have this interim title. First ever two-time AEW champion. Um, but yeah, it was, it was a strange situation. I'm, I'm very curious to see, like I was telling Rob, where do we go from here? Um, but yeah, it, it, it's crazy because I was convinced that Punk was going to win. So this, this is very, very, very surprising. Yeah, yeah, it's really interesting, and I like what both of you guys said. Uh, welcome in Chris and Ashley in the chat. We, we put you over already. Welcome in uh, Cam V, Bubba John, um, I, saying, I love Punk, uh, Bubba John here. I love Punk, but Mox has been the face of AEW. I agree with that. I've, I've kind of stumbled around that interim term, which you guys have heard me talk on the show. I, I think now it's legit, but still very interesting how this played out. Was it uh, politics? Was it Punk just being like, hey, you know what? Just give him the belt. I don't want to like be done with it. Da, da. Or is it like, hey... You know, like I've been saying this whole time, like, don't rush him back. Like, make sure you're okay yeah. and you can fight and you're healthy or somewhere in between. Bill, very interested on your read. So I think one night, I think there was some, there's some real life context here. I think there's, there's issues here. What they are, listen, I just came off of like four months or six months of like anxiety and depression. I don't care what CM Punk's problem is with people backstage I don't need that negativity in my life, like but it. what I want is what I want. I don't see. I don't care. Like, here's what I don't like. I work in a terrible work environment and I've been going through hell. So I'm in a good place now. So I don't want to hear about other people's terrible work situations. What I do want to see is what they can do because Tony Khan, I feel like in, amongst all this went to his basement dusted off his vcr and put in an episode of ecw hardcore tv from like 1998 1999 it was like well how did we do this how did paul Heyman do this with a work shoot of shane douglas not wanting to drop something or this person or that person and how did he get around it or or even going to the earlier 90s when sabu didn't show up and then he came he came back how do we creatively get out of this mess and this is the fun part of we don't know where any of this is going. There are yeah. people, respected journalists, who are saying he's done, he's walking, he's leaving. Goodbye, Phil. And I'm just like, no, he's not. One, money. He's not leaving. Two, <laughs> they could do one of two things with him. They could bring him back, shelf him for a bit, because he might not be ready. Shelf him for a bit. He comes back, monster pop. 
Imagine he comes back for Grand Slam. Huge. Or you bring him back as a heel. Because, mm-hmm. Warren, I believe you posted something that I uh, uh, voted for in the affirmative, which was on Twitter was, oh, MJF has to come back tonight. And that was my thought. He's going to be the he's going to be the kip in the box. It's not going to be Kip Sabian. It's going to be MJF. He's going to jump in. There's going to be a whole thing. But didn't happen. I actually like this better because one, CM Punk doesn't look bad here because he got hurt. He was injured, so he's fine, and he can come back and say, "You beat me, John Moxley," but I was hurt. John Moxley looks like an absolute killer. And I cannot name one person I think in this very moment that can beat John Moxley in AEW. And when we do find that person, that's going to be really, really exciting. So like the possibilities here are infinite and AEW hasn't let me down so far with long-term storytelling. Mm-hmm. Short-term. Yes. Long-term. They've been pretty solid with that. So I feel there is a master plan that's going to unfold. But if CM Punk walks, he he's the one who's not going to look very good. So that's why I don't think he's going to walk. But he also rode off in the sunset. He lost. And there you go. But I don't think he's leaving. Although many people are convinced he's done. I do not. Con- I am not convinced he's done. And we're in for a hell of a run. I don't, and I don't know who Moxley faces at all out. If it's Hangman, well, Merry Christmas to me. But that's going to, that's going to ruin their business, Bill. Are you well, kidding? We don't even have a main event for the big pay-per-view two weeks before. What's going on? AEW's in the mud. What's TK doing? We need six weeks of build. He Minimum. Needs, he needs to allegedly stop doing cocaine all the time when he books his shows. I mean, I mean, how many times have I heard that? It's just like, oh boy, you know, it's just like, you know, whatever you do, what you got to do. But like, I, it's just like every like AEW. I heard when Papa H came back that AEW, like literally, Warner was like, guess what? We're gonna take, we're gonna treat you like an animated series on HBO Max, and we're gonna mm-hmm. jettison you into the abyss and delete you from our art archives just like Batgirl that's what I was told because Papa H came back that's all I'm saying yeah no I I've heard the same thing as well and you, you know, saw the notes absolute, you saw the you know, it makes from- absolute sense no it makes it makes complete sense because as you know the the CEO of an enormous corporate merger you know does hang around wrestling Twitter most of the day to, and to- there was that letter from uh Mr. Warner himself yes from Bob Warner Bob yes Warner. absolutely uh saying that uh, they needed the payment from AEW to continue uh, broad casting yeah uh, on, on t- yes 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 done it's a, a turn off the lights the party's over aw's mm-hmm. done final mm-hmm. episode series finale what's, i i hope no i hope no you mean uh yakko wacko and dot the uh, warner brothers and the warner sister um uh i want to shout uh emil in the chat i enjoy watching aw because hey, you, you never know you never know who will be there you never know anything yeah i i think we've been saying that on the show especially in the predictions panel uh, you don't know what's what's going to happen next. And uh, wonder, I actually want to shout you out. Thank you for the comment. Um, we're doing a little uh, little auction this week, uh, you know, ahead of Pediatric Cancer Awareness Month. I just talked to someone from uh, Connor's Cure Mania Club. Uh, we'll have that out later. But uh, it, it's crazy because someone we work with at ISPW, his, his kid was just 
uh, diagnosed leukemia. So we're, we're doing a lot for the GoFundMe right now, and it's already raised a lot of money. Uh, we're doing an auction. So check out uh, the Rob Williams page and the BCP page on Facebook. A lot of like donations of people just like uh, there's an Undertaker signed 8x10. There's Alexa Bliss live uh, that Moxley like exclusive figure uh, and all that stuff. You're just going to pay to the GoFundMe. It doesn't go through me. It goes right to the GoFundMe. I'll eat the shipping. Um, and yeah, just help our guy. He's the ISPW uh, champ and, and his kid just got diagnosed with leukemia, man. So it's very cool to see everyone just kind of rally around that. Uh, that's what it's all about. So thank you, Emil, Bubba John, everybody who uh, donated items um, and, and are doing this uh, for the right cause. So if you have a platform, use it, people. Uh, that being said, shameless promo. Got to talk about something that's not a work. You cut the Thunder Rosa in the back. Tears. Tear. I mean, I, like, I, I think I was like on my phone or I was deciding the draft order. Watch the video noons. Um, and, uh, you know, I, I just kind of hear her crying. I look up and I'm like, oh, like, because we love Thunder Rosa, you know, former guest. Very, very unfortunate. Yeah, it's it's crazy news. What did you think about that, man? Did it get you in the feels? It, it, it sucks because you could tell she, I mean, not that, you know, she, out of all wrestlers, you could feel her passion through the TV screen. Yeah. Every time she's on, and, and, it, and it really is a shame because I feel like her title reign still has a lot of legs to it, and I feel like she hasn't been featured as best as she could be. Um, with that being said, it, it's really sad and it's really unfortunate. Uh, it should be a banger of a match at All Out, the Fatal Four Way for the Interim Women's uh, Championship. Uh, I Haters in the match were that little ripple effect. Um, but no, very unfortunate for Thunder Rosa. Uh, it, we watched the match with her and Britt. Was it San Antonio? Yeah, it's crazy, man. It's crazy, bro. You're just. You're chopping in and out a little bit. We'll we'll get you back in one oh, second, man. No, no, you're good, man. It's just it's just cutting. We'll get back to you in a second, man. But I agree with what you're saying, man. It was like crazy, uh, just seeing her crying and it like yeah, like who's going yeah. into this picture and now we have the interim, you know, term again, which isn't my favorite thing. But that's the way they're going. They're sticking with it. I know a lot of real fights uh, go that way, so it's definitely one way to go. Warren, what was your reaction when you when you saw Thunder Rose on the screen shedding tears? No, like it just my instant thought is like, Oh, she's dropping the title. And I'm like, what is going on? Right. Well, you know, it feels like every, every AW pay-per-view that's coming up, there's people that have to drop titles because of injuries and all, it always stinks. But I think it stinks particularly in, in, in Thunder Rosa's case, because, um, you know, look, she's going to be interim. I'm glad they're doing that. Yes. But, you know, up until this point, I would not necessarily say her reign has been stellar. Like, I don't think it's anything that, and and don't get me wrong, I absolutely love Thunder Rosa, and this has nothing necessarily to do with her. This is all about booking at this yeah. point, right? So I don't think, I, 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 I you know, I, I know a lot of people were like, oh, Tony Storm has to win the belt at all out. But I was like, no, wait, Thunder Rosa needs a big win. She needs a big one. She got, like, she got the belt off of Brit. And what has been her, like, her really big defining win? She hasn't had it. I think, you know, going over Tony again, you know, at at All Out, just, it, it just helped consecrate everything, right? Second win over Tony Storms. And I'm, you know, we're talking about the long-term booking here with, with Bill. 
I am completely okay with the challenger having to work and claw their way back towards a champion and be like, look, I, I couldn't do you once, couldn't get you the second time, but the third time's the charm. Hey, third time didn't work for Kenny Omega. It took him four times before Omega was able to get over Okada, you know, and that was exciting. So, you know, look, yeah. It, it stinks because I because she's injured and I don't want I don't wish any injuries on any wrestlers. I want them to have long, healthy, successful careers. So it, it sucks. Plus, as we all established, we really love Thunder Rosa as a human on top of that. So it's doubly uh, ridiculous. But like in even in this context here, I felt like she needed it. Like, I think this is another um you know, it, 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 it's another slip in her in, in her reign as champion, and it stinks. It just stinks. It's rotten luck. I feel like she's been hurt all year because, like, they like I've noticed the quality right? the quality of her matches starting in twenty twenty, like February twenty twenty. Because remember, she was everywhere. I mean, she was working GCW re- regularly. She was working a lot of dates, and then right, I think it was like right at the Mercedes Martinez street fight. I feel like since then, like she has been working hurt because she's been a lot like it. She doesn't feel as crisp and it mm-hmm. feels like there's she's slower. And I'm I feel that she's been working hurt for the better part of this year. She she denied it going into the, the cage match. I remember it was like, oh, I'm fine. I'm fine. I'm not hurt. But it's just like she definitely seemed like there was something off. So I feel like there was an injury at play for way longer than we knew about. Because at first, my first thought was, oh, this is a work. And she, she, that they'd like, because of, you've heard, you know, we've heard about punk. We've also heard about Thunder Rose and Britt Baker don't exactly get along. That's mm-hmm. always been a story. Um, but, you know, I saw Fightful had confirmed it, a legit injury. So it's just like, the only thing I would have done differently here with the four way is traditionally at All Out is the women's casino battle royale. I would have had the fourth person uh, win that spot. And I would have had Sheeta in that spot because Sheeta really hasn't been positioned on TV for quite some time. So yeah. I would have done the casino battle Royale had her. And you know, it's, it's tried and true. It's a trope and it's a trope because it works. Have her start mm-hmm. first, have her go all the way to the end. Mm-hmm. Um, and then you could have had a nice little surprise for someone as the Joker. Um, so I think that would have been, I would, would have worked a little bit better. But that four way is going to be awesome. Yeah. And I would go, I would go left field and I would go Jamie Hader. Oh, okay. I would just say, like, why not do something different? Because Brit is who you expect. Yeah. So why not just say, like, all right. And you've got, we've, they've sort of done the Wardlow MJF thing, like very subtly with them of like, will they break up? Will they, they were kind of really hot on that. Then they, they pumped the brakes. I would I would put the belt on Jamie Hayter. Why not? Because I also think Tony Storm is going to go to Japan for a little bit. That's just my theory. Wow, interesting. Very, very well said, guys. Uh, I do also want to talk about that that six way match for the trios tournament. Man, um, I just love the time wow. that Osprey and Ray Phoenix got in the ring together. They got a lot of work together, man. So that's you know frequent flyer miles you know that's my kind of wrestling right there um warren what did you think of that is that, is that your cup of tea right there oh i mean you we're right in my wheelhouse here like this is this is you know i'm the i'm the work rate guy wherever i go like this this was this was fantastic and you know and, and on top of that like um 
like, hang on. I, I, there's there's so much to say. Yeah. What to begin? What to start with? I'm going to start um, with one line because it reminded me of only a guy from New York would say it. So Taz at one point says, "Let me tell you about this. I, I've been around the. I've been around for a few minutes." And this Osprey guy, and I'm thinking, here's this <laughs> profound thing. He's like, he's a friggin' freak. And I'm just like, that was something <laughs> my dad, who's from the Bronx, you know, passes from Brooklyn. So it's just like, like that's such a New York guy thing to say. Just use friggin' and like something else. <laughs> As you poet. I love you. Thank you. And, and real quick, uh, uh, welcome Viola in the chat saying shout out Jack Cool in Spain. We are a fan. Thank you for watching. Please subscribe. Uh, thank you so much from Spain. That's so cool. Warren, uh, but please continue, man. Um, I mean, look, he is a freaking freak. Uh, there's no I, there's no other way. There's no other way to put it. Like and, you know, as I again, you know, I, I watched most of my wrestling with Kristen and, and Kristen as we were watching the match. She's on her phone. She's going like this. And she goes. He's seven years younger than me. <laughs> like just out of, out of nowhere. How do you think I feel every day? <laughs> yeah, exactly. Right. Um, and so that's the thing with Osprey. Like th this guy is, this guy is outstanding and there is absolutely a case for him to, to, to be on, you know, conversations for match of the year. I understand that Will Osprey is not everyone's cup of tea for multiple, you know, moronic things that he has said in the past, um, I can like, that's fine. You know, I can, I can completely get behind that. And there's some things that eh, it's just, that's just the way it is. But I mean, the, the guy's talent is undeniable. Everyone in that ring was undeniable. As far as time goes, this is, this is the thing. This is what you get when you put world-class pro wrestlers in the ring. Like, I, and I'm talking like top tier, well-traveled international world-class athletes. And you say, eh, let's just go, let's have a match. Cause even the, the sequences with, we're talking about you know uh, uh, Ray Phoenix and uh, uh, and Osprey, but Osprey and Pac oh. was just so incredibly tight, oh. just like flawless stuff, and it it gives you shivers. And then it reminds you how fantastic of a wrestler Pac is, and you're like, what are we what are we even doing with this guy? You you know having him travel the world, be the ambassador with the All Atlantic title. Okay, fine. What are we doing with this guy? Is he's, he he. Every time he's put in these positions where he can shine and shine like he did, yeah. The the, the brain, but and then look, take doing the, the 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 red arrow and eating the knees on it. Like it's yeah. not comfortable for Will either, but it's not comfortable for him too. And he took them proper. Like it wasn't the, mm, a little bit to the side. No, like it was everything in this match ruled because you had top tier, just excellent world-class athletes right there doing what they do best. And it was just, it was an outstanding match, outstanding stuff. Yeah. Love it. Noons, what you think, bro? Uh, Will Ospreay is amazing. I don't know if you guys knew that, but uh, match of the year, this, this is, I would consider this one of the uh, match of the year candidates, the match with him at, and uh, sure. orange, orange Cassidy at forbidden door was absolutely phenomenal. Love that match. Will Ospreay is just every time uh, I've only watched oh. him a few times. I'm not going to lie. I'm not. You, really you want to hey, go watch what he did just a week ago against Kazuchika Okada in the G1 finals. 
There's another match of the year Not for bad. you. Okay. Go see what he did during the damn tournament with Shingo Takagi. There's another match of the year <laughs> tournament for you. He's had like four within a, a, an 18-day span. And that's not even talking about the rest of the year that he's had against Nick Wayne, against Brian, uh, against uh, 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 Blake Christian. Uh, just like mind, but he started the year at Wrestle Kingdom with a match of the year. So I like the, the guy, he just pump, pumps them out constantly. He's outstanding. Sorry to interrupt, Chris. No, all, I want to top, send me, please. send me a top I love three. the passion. I love the passion. Um, I don't know. You guys might disagree with me, but uh, they've been building uh, Kip Sabian being in the crowd for his uh, for all his title matches. I felt like it was the wrong time for Kip Sabian to pull the trigger on that. I feel like they kind of not ruined the ending, but it kind of stopped the flow at the end. Otherwise, it was an amazing match. I feel like they should have did it at another time. I think that's a great point, man. We talk about uh, long-term storytelling, man. I'm like, oh, this is some really long, long, long-term storytelling. But really, he was just in the crowd for a long time. But I don't even yeah. remember. Was was Pac the one to take him out? No. No, it, it, he's just been uh, showing up to his uh, title defenses around the world. Yes, that's and what it was. And like, doing the slow clap right in front of him. So uh, I knew he was going to interfere, not in this match, but I knew him and Pac were going to wrestle at some point. I just didn't think that he was going to uh, interfere in this match. You, you poison Counter- a great question, man. And Warren, yeah, I was going to throw it to Counterpoint? you. Go to Bill, yeah. Counterpoint. I think it was. I think it was the perfect time. Really, I think it makes. I think it okay. makes. I, I think it makes tons of sense. Uh, it was a big match for the Death Triangle. Uh, yeah. He he fucked it up for them. Excuse me. Can we swear on your show? Yeah, yeah, you can. Maven Maven did a lot. That's for sure. He fuck, fuck, (laughs) fucked it up. (laughs) Well, listen, listen, as long as Maven could do it. Uh, Well, look, if Maven can swear. We're tough. We're tough. There you go. There you go. So, but, but yeah, yeah, screwed up the match for the death triangle, screwed it up for Pac. So they're not advancing in the finals. Uh, And uh, all out is in two weeks. Uh, you you got you got to pull the trigger on on, yeah. on that one. You know, no, it's no. like you know that just has to that just has to happen as well. You know, it, and and this is not on you necessarily, Chris. You know, because it's it, it. But I feel like it's a generalized feeling that we have you a lot in wrestling, where it's like they should have waited. They should have waited. We should have done it. Like I've heard, I, I you know, I've heard people saying like, uh, uh, um, uh, you know, oh, Johnny Gargano, I would have waited for a pay-per-view. Oh, I would have debuted this wrestler. At no, a, that's, like, that's a fair point. You know, and, and this idea that we always have to sit on our things instead of just you don't want to doing too long, them. You, you wait too long. And you know what yeah. happens when you wait too long, Chris? When you wait too long, you end up never having a a fatal four-way main event with the four horsewomen at WrestleMania. Yeah. My God. Yeah, fair enough. Fair enough. Because, because one of them is going to disappear at some point. One of them is going to get into like, w- do it while you have it. That, yeah, and I think that's the, the that's the best. Hot. Yeah, exactly. Strike while the iron is hot. Do it while you have the possibility to do it again. Like I, but I'm not blaming anyone who has that mentality because we've sat through two decades of seeing wrestling happen one way and being told, 
oh, we're going to wait for the perfect occasion to do this, the perfect occasion, the perfect occasion. You know, it, it kind of reminds me like you know, with my ex when it'd be like, let's let's go hike. Let's go. go. No, no, no. But listen, let's go hike. Let's go hike. Um, it's it's a little too cloudy. Uh, it's a little too hot. It's a, like there'll never be perfect weather for hiking. Yeah, you're, yeah. Just you're go. Not, yeah. I, I, no, no, let's I go fucking that. walk in the woods. <laughs> I just meant for this specific situation. That's all. But no, I get what you're saying. though. No, you don't want for certain situations. You don't uh, want to wait too and, long. And and the other thing is that not everything is a main event thing. Not everything is like a top tier thing. Pack. Yeah. Kip, it's a mid-card act. Let's just do it. It doesn't matter. You know, it's like, yeah, let's go. You know, let's just pull the trigger on it and make it happen. And it's fine. You know, it's like, but, you know, if but if anything, pay-per-views in two weeks, you need some build. The yeah. big, I think this works. Yeah, the big takeaway, though, is about Kip is my whole thing was when they do, when he does do this, is anyone going to care? Because he's been out for a year. He was Miro's lackey. And, like, think about it. We haven't seen him since, what, the winter-ish of 2021? So he's been out for almost a year and a half not wrestling. And I was like, is anyone really going to care about Kip Sabian? And Cleveland definitely gave a shit that he – they were chanting his name. And they actually, and I was like, oh, maybe that's just the microphone picking some people up. No, people were pointing at him, chanting his name. And that is organically getting over. That's the most over he's been in AEW. He's never been a top guy. He's never been beloved. But I watched him in the, you know, now defunct for a good reason UK scene. And he was great when they brought him in. I was so high on him. I'm like, this guy is awesome. He's so arrogant. He's such a great personality. He never really got to do it. It never really flourished. I think now he can. And that's the other part I want to talk about was Aussie Open. I watched them in progress for years and they were so good. And every time they're in, you know, I would see them in AEW, they just would kind of be the bump guys for Will Ospreay. And I'm like, they're so much better than this. I mean, Mark Davis was, you know, high-fiving people in the audience and, you know, almost breaking their hands. I mean, for legal reasons, he shouldn't do that in you know, for national television, but I watched him and Walter, cause I won't call him the other name is, you know, I watched them <laughs> chop the crap out of each other. And he yeah. went toe to toe with him. Like these guys are really good. And they finally showed out like how good they are, but the Will Ospreay stuff was amazing. And Pac doing a goddamn moonsault with two feet on a rounded corner post. No human being should be able to do that. And especially someone as thick as he is. I know he's not the tallest guy, but he is whiter than he is tall. And he is a thick boy. He's a heck boy. And he, you know, he did that. And I'm just like, that's that that's literally defy. He is the man gravity for God. That's when you say that stupid fucking name. Like, you know, it's like, but everything he did was great. And this was worthy of being in the main event, as shocking as Moxley and Punk was this is what you pay your money to see in AEW. And that I think is one of the best trios matches they've ever had. And they're just obviously building for Will and Kenny to clash at um, all out. And Kenny's going to have a lot less tape and gear. It's going to be next week. 
Yeah. Shout they're out on the, they're on the same Toronto. side of the brackets. I don't remember time or calendar, yeah. man. I forgot <laughs> game. If AEW didn't promote Game of Thrones last week, I would have forgot the premiere, which I had to write a review and podcast about. Was this Sunday? <laughs> <laughs> Thank you, well, Brian Danielson. Well, or, or no, well, we should we should write a letter to, to Bob Warner then. Thank I'll tell him. him. I'll let him know. I'll let him know. It's great, great, great uh, stuff. Very well said, guys. Um, yeah, in the words of Newfound Glory, have they waited too long? Uh, the kip in the box right. bonus, bonus points for you, Bill, on that uh, kip in the box. Very interesting. Shout out to that Hurricane Rana, too, with the top oh. rope Hurricane Rana with Will Ospreay sticking the landing. Uh, oh, my unbelievable. God. And the Avalanche Brain Buster. What are we even doing? Oh, this boy. Is insane stuff. Ridiculous. Um, it's so good. Uh, Rob, I know you're going to want to move on, but there's one match I just please. want to really disgust. I was just going to ask, please. Is the Jay Lethal Dax Hart match so good? Could have been two out of three falls. I yeah. would love to. See, I mean, Jay Lethal's been solid in in AEW, but this was easily his best match. And Dax, just I know every, I know there's a lot of great wrestlers out there, but just give him Wrestler of the Year because this is he's, he's just doing it on all levels. And then we got the motherfucking Motor City Machine Guns. Oh my god! I couldn't it's believe it. I popped big for that. We even said last week, like, really, FTR and Wardlow versus Sanjay, Satnam, and Lethal? Like, that's kind of a blah trios match. Yeah. Now, this is a fucking incredible trios match. I, I am so excited for this match now. I love it. And uh, before we get to Nunez's uh, soliloquy on Johnny Gargano, um, I do. I, we'll save that for later. Uh, anything else that you guys want to touch on in AEW? Um, maybe the Starks promo, uh, Jungle Boy oh, Christian, very anything good. that you guys wanted to touch on? Nunes, go ahead. No, that Starks promo. I, I, I love the passion. I love the uh, how real it felt. Uh as far as like, uh, you know, going through hard times and having friends pick you up and then for only for them to turn on you. I mean, luckily, that's never happened to me. I don't know if it's ever Just happened wait. to you guys. Just wait. It's coming. But uh, oh, Rob's going to turn hell and he's so bad. Never <laughs> I knew it. Never uh, seen it he's going to hit you but, right uh, in the neck. I, I couldn't. <laughs> uh, you, you, could, you could feel the passion. And, uh, and shout out to his lime green shirt. Uh, wrestling fan. Someone, someone said to me and I want to get your guys opinion they said it was really shitty of AEW to send Ricky Starks out there with a mic after the Punk Moxley match and I was like I, my personal opinion was that's because they trust him there you go they trust him yeah. because Ricky Starks is he killed it he's the future and only he could rock a neon shirt and leather pants and cry and get get over most people will be like this is this is a lot i feel like this is a scene out of entourage and we don't need to relive that series so but there he is he did so it once again shoes with no socks but that's that's just <laughs> you hate that. that's just the problem i i can't, I can't stand that but <laughs> it, it, it's ricky starks he's rocking it so love it um i i will echo everything here uh and i'm completely with bill i think he's uh, what did they do with him? Was it last week or two weeks ago when he came out for his his match with Aaron Solo? That was two weeks ago, right? Where did they yeah. put the Where did they put his match at the top of the hour, top of the night of the second hour? That's because they have faith in the guy. That's because like, all right, go out there, go out there and do what you need to do. They wouldn't otherwise. They you know they they put him in quarter hour seven. <laughs> you know what I'm talking about. Mm. Um, so, but that's they have complete faith in him. 
and that's the that's the proof that they have there. I'm completely with Bob. Um, but not to reiterate all these points here, uh, I really like the the uh, I, I really like the Brian Danielson, Chris Jericho upcoming fight for the custody of Daniel Garcia. I think it's amazing. Uh, and exactly. when I here's what I like about it. This is what I like about it. And and it as much as we're all, I think, rooting for at least I am. I don't want to do too much projection. Daniel Garcia hugging his, his his favorite wrestler of all time. Yeah. And joining the BCC as much as we want that. There is just enough here to make us go, uh, we're not quite sure. Because he shoved Jericho, but he didn't outright condemn him. Like, he didn't all outright, yeah. like, slug him and say, I'm done or take off his... He didn't, like, he came out in a, you know, his Buffalo Boys tee... He didn't have any JAS shenanigans around him, Dragon Slayer background. We don't know. So this can easily carry into the all-out match where to that very moment, yeah. you know, AEW is not, not, not really strong on interference and stuff like that. It happens, but I'm like, like, you know what I mean, especially at yeah. the pay-per-views. Um, but that can still hang in the balance where, you know, during the match... Daniel Garcia comes out and you don't know on which side he's on and you're not going to know right up until he decides, because I think there's just enough doubt here, not enough clarity as to whether or not he's because when he came out and Jericho started, apologize to me, apologize to me, apologize to me. I was like, there's the turn. But then Danielson comes out and I'm like, oh, hang on a second. Yeah. Now, from this point on, it can go either way and it's still not resolved. We don't know where Garcia is going to go. And what a good job he did on a live mic in front of the crowd. Because yeah. he's done a lot of pre-tapes. He's done a lot of backstage interviews. But he did a very, very strong live crowd in the middle of the ring promo. I was very happy to see that. Very, very well said, Warren. And you said it perfectly because we see a lot of these things like with the inner circle or Jericho. And usually, like like you said it perfectly, you could play out either way. Um, I think if you're if you're smart, like give the fans what they want, let them join with BCC. I think um, you know Garcia I think wins. I think that's just it's the, the easy money. choice. That's a good business choice. But storyline, Jericho is always two steps ahead. Like we have we've seen with a lot of these confrontations, so I wouldn't be surprised uh, to see it go that way. Great, great stuff. Uh, Bubba John in the chat saying, "What about Dax Lethal? We talked about that. Uh, yeah, stellar match. Dax uh, going for MVP here for sure." Um, all right, guys, let's talk and about. I just want to say please. they should sign Kylie King. She, I've, yes. I've been a hers for a long time. She was. She looked really out. good tonight. She she got it. She did the thing where she left. She got better. Just give her the give her the graphic and Willow Nightingale. You sons of bitches, just do it. Still a mystery to me why she has. I mean, she. I mean, yes, he, me too. It was basically love like, her energy. So I I feel like they have paper on her somehow. In the chat, I'm calling Garcia is going to cost Danielson the match at the pay-per-view. Yeah. Very interesting. Kyle I Masters kind of from the Elite POV podcast. Subscribe to them. They got some great interviews. Love those guys. Saying, look at these great-looking people. And Rob. No, I'm just kidding. Look at these great-looking people. Wow. Thank you, Kyle. Appreciate it. <laughs> it's like that happens. It's like Vicky has entered the chat. Yes. Yeah. <laughs> bitch, I'm coming this, to Canada. This chat is vicious. All right. Um, right. Let's talk about it, guys. We've been waiting all week to talk about this. I did not think Monday night was going to be the night. Nunez, uh, it's so cool, and, and this is one of our favorite things we've ever done with this podcast. We'll be done right now. Our all-time favorite, man. 
Uh, Johnny Gargano, he had, what, nine months away from the company. We saw him at a con. He signed every single one of your figures. He did the drop for the podcast. You went up and asked him, hey, if you got a few minutes, come to the table. He sat down with us for a good 12 minutes, uh, just talked openly and honestly about everything. You got to thank him for everything he's done for you. There were tears. It was like an emotional interview. It was a love letter. It was so awesome. It was one of my favorite things we've ever done. And just seeing him come back made me think like, we had such a short window to do that, and we made that happen. It's one of those always yeah. bet on yourself, never say never things for us, man. And it was such a moment. I'll never forget it, man. It played out perfectly. Um, that being said, I did not think Monday night in Canada we were going to see. I'm not knocking Canada. Don't worry, Warren. But in Canada, we were going to see you guys. Canada in all places. Jeez. No, Canada's, Canada's got it together. Let's just put it that way. That being said, <laughs> I'll, say this. I'll say this. Johnny Gargano, um, come – Pops out just coming out of commercial. Says Gargano yeah. on the screen. I'm like, please keep the Johnny. Please keep the Johnny. Um, the music, the promo, the emotion, uh, him talking to the camera, saying, I missed you guys. Uh, it was everything. And I was a little behind on Raw. I was watching it live, but I was like a little bit behind. And I got like three messages. And a couple of them were like, did you see or are you watching? Then one of them was just Gargano. And I was like, ah, like I'm a spoiler phobe. I, I like having that emotion. No. So I told everybody, I'm like, don't text Nunez. Don't text Nunez. I'm and glad the- that they did because I was about to go to sleep. Yeah. I wasn't watching Raw. Yeah, well, I did. I, you know, I didn't know. I wanted it to be as organic as possible. But that being yeah. said, it, it was perfect in my mind. It was emotional. Uh, Rebel Heart check. Call back to long-term NXT storylines. Um, kind of seeing how that's going to play out. Him saying what he's been saying in interviews for such a long time. I want that IC championship. I, I want to be at WrestleMania. I loved all that stuff because it, it comes from the real place. It's almost like Cody coming back and say, hey, I want to win this title for my dad. And that's going to be an interesting dynamic with both I of ran them. out of guys in AEW to fight. I think... Um, but Johnny, is that like I said it on the podcast before, like I want somebody to root for. I want an underdog to root for. Like I want to see him climb that ladder. Like I don't want to see him just win the IC title. Like I want to see him struggle and I want to see him fight and I want to see him last a long time in the Royal Rumble. And you have Cody who wants to win this for his dad. But now you have Johnny who wants to win this for his kid. And I think it was perfect. I loved everything about it. Nunez, talk to me, brother. Uh, I'm, I'm very happy for Johnny. Uh, I'm glad that he finally gets to show what he can do on a big stage. Uh, very, very bold move to just debut him or have him return right after a commercial break. No pomp and circumstance. No, hey, Johnny Gargano's coming back tonight. It was just Rebel Hard hit, and he came out, and the crowd response was 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 very good. Thankfully, um, I'm just very happy he's finally on this big stage. I'm very happy he has a chance. Like a lot of the uh, NXT, the crop of NXT people that were with him during that time of 2017 through 2020, you know him, Champa, uh, you know Oscar. I, I hope him along with all of those other NXT uh, 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 wrestlers from that time period. I hope they finally get a chance to shine. I hope they're shown you know, that they mean something, that whatever they do is important. And I, I hope they just don't get thrown to the wayside. Just the fact that a lot of these guys are re-signing or returning is a very good sign. I know that technically nothing has happened yet under the Triple H regime, but I feel like the potential's there. 
and I feel like it's on an upward trajectory. Um, obviously, I'm biased. I'm wearing a, my Rebel Heart shirt. This is unironic because Rob told me about tonight, and I was like, I'm wearing it anyway. So, <laughs> but uh, I'm I'm very happy. Uh, he looks happy, and that's all that really matters. I just hope, uh, you know, I'm, I, I I hope the best for him. I'm I'm just very excited. Cautiously optimistic. Yeah, I think we'll be watching yeah. it all a little bit more. Maybe yeah. we'll be going to Extreme Rules in Philly. We'll talk about that later. Uh, Warren, I see you rocking that hat, always being a big uh, proponent of Johnny, man. What did, what did you think about this? Is this the right decision for Johnny, you think? Uh, well, it's not me to say. Yeah, if yeah, he's yeah. re-signed with WWE, then that is the best decision. And I'm, I'm, I'm grateful that he that he has a situation in which he feels comfortable enough to do it. So that's ultimately, we can only assume that this was the best for him. So good for him. Um, you know, I think, yes, it was extremely bold for just like back from commercial. You got a bit of a yeah. lull and you know what? I was listening and like, I'm not going to lie. You know, raw is not my favorite show, but you know, like I, said, uh, I was about and, to go to sleep. And I only I, knew about it because people texted me. Uh, I was doing stuff. I was I, I was at my desk and I, you know, and I and I was doing some work and I and I have raw on the second screen and I'm doing my thing and then all of a sudden I hear you know the clapping and I'm like I know that song. And I'm just <laughs> the like, tweet was amazing, by the way. I was done. <laughs> and and then I turn my head and I see the logo, right? And you know what's great? This is what I really liked about the reaction is they had the same the audience had the same reaction I had. They were like, yeah. There was this swell, you know, everyone was like, wait, hang on. Hang on, I know that, wait, is Gargano, you know, it's like, and, every, and everyone went nuts. And of course they went nuts. They were in Toronto. Toronto is insane. You know, it's like Montreal. They're all, they're the, all the crowd noise almost sounded superimposed, like during the, the Thunderdome. They like have? it was really quiet. And then it like, it, it exploded. It almost sounded fake. <laughs> no, but, but you, you could see the people in the audience sort of going, yeah. and then the, you saw yeah. people started to rise, especially when he finally saw the word, the, the, his last name appear on screen. Um, I mean, look, I, I'm, I'm a, I'm, I'm a huge Gargano fan. Uh, you know, I know a lot of people have a lot of very snarky takes about how he wrestles and the drama and the staring at his I hands. Why am I so violent and all that? But the, the, the thing here is that, you know, his work, with Champa in NXT is era defining. It's going to be one, you know, it's a steamboat flare situation. It's an Omega Okada situation. It's one of those where you're, they're inseparable. They gave us incredible matches, some fantastic story throughout it all. Some great, great wrestling on top of that. Honestly, I'm glad he's on, uh, he's on main and that he's going to make a lot of money. I'll, I'm looking forward to his matches with uh, Baron Corbin and uh, Madcap Moss, and uh, you know, I'm stoked to see and him put over Omas. Uh, well, T Bar will actually be good, but I'm excited to see him put over Omas. Uh, you know, uh, th these are you know, all matches I'm looking for. 24 7 to. title run, the he's a 24 7 guy, <laughs> the absolutely. Run he has with the belt will be like iconic, yeah, I think it will really be iconic. But Warren, we have to discuss something. What happens with, with uh, like we didn't have any videos for this guy? We have like there's there's no promos leading up to him. What happens when WWE runs out of returns and pops? I think this is a discussion we have to have. I I mean this is you know obviously they're running out of them you know because there's yeah. only so many mid carders you can bring back. <laughs> 
Now let me talk about this. So, so Uh-oh. a buddy, my buddy Kenny, I got to shout him out because Rob knows Kenny. So, uh, when they were talking, when I lost my brain about the Infinity Gauntlet, he's like, "It's not the Infinity Gauntlet; it's the mid card mitt, dude." He's like, "It's <laughs> not even," and I was like, "Fuck!" <laughs> like, don't, don't, oh, don't, don't, Look, insult don't get me wrong, okay? I want to, I want to make something really clear. Don't Please. get me wrong, like, because I think, and I tweeted this out as well. Johnny Gargano is an actual good get back. Okay, oh. he's at, he is actually the first of the Triple H returns where I'm like, okay, this is meaningful. This is something because this is a guy who has range, like, and who is beloved and so on and so forth. Killer Cross, I feel everyone's forgotten about his NXT run. And for some reason it's been reset that he's, you know, this game changing second best heel in the company thing. You know, I don't understand that. Uh, You know, we, we have all the worst elements of hit row back. We have uh, we have the uh, outside from Asante Diodonis, but you know he's not the star. He's the worker, but he's not the star. You know what I mean? Uh, we you know we got back uh, um, uh, Dexter Loomis. Dexter Loomis. I, I love Dexter. Don't get me wrong, but I mean he, this isn't this isn't game changing stuff. It's Triple H calling his people back. And here's the other question that I have. Where did where did WWE suddenly get all this money to hire these people back? Right? Because all these budget cuts, all of a sudden, it's like, oh, no, we're bringing them all back. Well, well, listen, Benevolent Papa H just fired 15 people from NXT UK. I think he saved saved $15,000 doing that. But, um, yeah, they don't pay him great over there. Except Trent Seven, you know, his boy. They got rid of him. But... So, Rob, tell me where you heard that argument before. Oh, that was me. Last uh, week. Ran, ran to the show. That's why you're it here, was, It's It is Johnny Gargano. I've been, I, Warren, I'm sure your history with Johnny probably goes far back like me. It's like the Chikara days when he was in sure. uh, Friends in Similar Tights, a.k.a. Fist, with Chuck mm-hmm. Taylor and Gran Akuma. They were awesome. And, and Icarus. They were awesome. And uh, seeing Johnny Gargano return. I didn't see it live. I was watching ghost because I was doing a podcast about it the next day. So I missed it. And someone tweeted me and someone's like, it was Kimmy. She's like, Gargano's back. And I just responded, no shit. Because I'm just like, it was so to me, I'm going to, I'm going to sound such a dick when I say it, but it was so obvious he was going to return. He didn't take any bookings. He did interviews about triple H and Shawn Michaels being his wrestling dads. I'm like, Johnny, just walk around with a sandwich board just saying i'm going back here's the date with that being said when we talk about the i'm gonna because i'm re- also re-watching marvel and we're watching for the first time for, for our podcast and so i'm just the infinity gauntlet was a game-changing weapon yes. it eradicated a way of life and instead of thinking it as Triple H doing that to AEW, which a lot of people want, and those people are assholes because why would you want people out of work? I don't know. It's pretty. T- I've been out of work a lot. It's terrible. But what he's doing is what he's trying to snap out of existence is the way things were done in WWE. The only way you can do that is by bringing back someone who is actually clutch and actually talented. And for as the jokes I made, I was like, there was no return of, you know, there's no promos. How do people know him? He was only on NXT. Well, Toronto knew who he was. Yeah. That's what she needed. That's a return. Again, I'm still under the impression of returns are great and debuts are great. You need to tell a story with them. I'm still 
firmly entrenched in WWE does not have my goodwill. They do not have mm-hmm. my confidence. I need that's, to. See, that's a fair point, though. I need to see six months worth of storytelling to be yeah. like, if Johnny sure. Gargano loses to Austin Theory out the gate, oh, I'm fuck yourself. I am never coming back. I, I, I was gonna say, I, I think them having Theory uh, interrupt him was a was a good move. Like, I, I, I like I like how they're that they brought back the way. And, but yeah, you are right. If they have Johnny lose to Austin Theory right out the gate, it's kind of like I, I don't agree with hearing Austin Theory out was the right moment. I think Johnny earned the right to have his moment and then leave, and then maybe a backstage where Austin Theory runs into him, he runs into him next week. Johnny Gargano. Okay, I get what you're saying. I, I think has earned the right to have his to receive his flowers. He's great. He is. And I get the third Champa, the the cinematic match wasn't my No, 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 no. But I mean, one but everything else by Johnny Gargano is incredible. And I'm hoping that because he's a smaller guy, they take it seriously. I want Triple H to take it seriously. I just don't want him to be like, hey, we we got we got all those NX those you know lapsed NXT fans to come back because we got Johnny back, but I'm not gonna do anything with him. Can can That's we continue to expand a little bit on please. this, or or are we clo- Dude, are we short on, on time? Warren, are we you're good? the MVP. Please come on, man. Oh come on, stop oh. it! Uh, this is um, how I get him to come back. <laughs> <laughs> the um, see, the, uh, I think all these returns, what they are, I think this is Triple H building goodwill. Okay, and I think there's you don't have to look deeper into that it's just him building goodwill saying hey you remember when the old man was here right all your nxt guys that you really liked and we brought them up you know and they were treated like shit or you were afraid or vince didn't understand and didn't know what to do with them right well look look at what we're doing here we're this is our changing of the guard for you the fans who were somewhat lapsed we're i'm bringing them back and look, I'm going to put them in, in all these awesome spots. You know, if I don't think the idea is, see, you know, I joked about Dexter Loomis a, a few minutes ago, but it's, I, I think the return of Dexter Loomis is significant when you look at it that way, because we're not bringing Dexter Loomis up and then repackaging them and, or then, or, you know, having them be semi the weird stalker, but not quite, or Vince just calling them, Loomis moving on, you know, whatever. No, we're getting Dexter Loomis. We're getting the the weird stalker dude who's coming in, who's sneaking, who's sneaking through security to choke out people. It, like it's the same thing, right? Uh, you know, we're getting, we're not getting, we're not getting Johnny Gargano, uh, who is at, you know, who is actually a, a, you know, Vince found out that his dad owns a pizza shop, so he's like, hey, your gimmick is a pizza maker. When we're calling the Johnny Mozzarella moving forward, you know, it's not something stupid like that. We're getting Johnny Gargano, the rebel heart. Like we're, you know, we're, we're, we're moving forward with this. So I think there's a lot of that. There's a lot of good faith. And I think that's what a lot, that's what Triple H is trying to buy back from the core audience and the core audience from what I understand is buying into it. However, this just week on NXT, one of the greatest wrestlers to ever do it, Michael Satomura, ends up on NXT. They set up a triple threat match to unify the belts. What is the thing that I see on Twitter? Oh, they're going to have Mako's going to lose. She's going to lose to Mandy Rose. Well, I'm sitting here saying, look, if this is a new era and we have so much faith in Triple H, why are we sitting here going, Mako Satomura, the legend, the woman who like the final boss, 
Why, you know, why is she, why shouldn't we not be going, oh, Triple H is going to have her, is going to put her over. Why are we, why are we sitting here going, oh, they're going to put Mandy over. Because you Sean, know? goddamn Sean Michaels books it. And Sean Michaels can kiss my ass. No, I'm kidding. But I mean, just. No, no, but I understand. I understand what you mean. I'm but right. I, I, I would assume at this point, like if you're head of, if you're VP of creative at some point, you know, I don't know. Like, I, I don't, like, I don't know how much how much h wants oversight and all this but but my point still stands of course we had tiffany stratton come out and dreads this week so whatever the fuck knows what's going on this week right i mean you know who who knows what's going on in nxt uk but i like it's i find that there's actually outside of the overzealousness of people going triple h it's a new era and because i'm with bill i i have i have Two decades of of goodwill that you have to build back that you lost, right? That that that, that and it's not going to be you know a couple of hires on the mid card mitt that's gonna do it for me. God, I love that. I love that so much. Love you, brother. So so you have to build that back for me. And 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 uh, you know, as much as everyone is excited about it, I still see the same cynicism. I still see the same the people going, oh well, they're gonna do this, aren't they? So you, you you can't necessarily have it both ways either. You know, it's like, are you all in or are you still, or, or are you, or are you cherry picking your, or all out, or are you cherry picking your reasons to like Hunter? Right. And then if it's not, cause I, I asked the question this week, legitimately on, you know, on Twitter, now that Vince is gone, who are we blaming for the firings? Oh, Nick Khan, Nick Khan, Stephanie McMahon. They don't have shit to do with that. They're, he, they're not the head of talent relations. Nick, Nick can go to Nick can go to Triple H and say, "Look, here's the spreadsheet. We have X thousands of dollars that we have to save. For, you know, make it happen. We, you need to release X thousand dollars in salaries to make this go." Triple H goes, "Okay, uh, uh, trend seven. Uh, you know, so on and so forth." Of course, it's him. You know, it, that's great. it. That, that, my point being is that you know. There's, I, I think there's a lot of enthusiasm, which is normal. I think, uh, and, and I think Triple H is playing it very, very smartly in doing what he's doing. Uh, I will concede that, you know, matches are longer, better. I mean, that's always exciting because you watch wrestling for wrestling. Um, but on the flip side, I still have people going, oh, the booking's going to stink, right? They're going to do this stupid shit. Mm-hmm. Is there really a change then? Yeah, very interesting. I mean, it's definitely not, like Bill said last time, not the status quo. Uh, You know, where's my bar at? Um, Obviously, Johnny coming back is is the big one uh, for us. I'll give you guys a little bit of pushback on the Austin Theory thing. I I thought the segment itself was great. It called back the NXT storylines. We saw where it was going, but in a very exciting way. I think Austin Theory is the perfect opponent because he's a guy that when he loses, it doesn't hurt him or any because, you know, he's got the money in the bank. You know, he's a guy who's going to keep losing, keep losing, keep losing. Then he'll have that cash. And I don't know how the cash is going to play out. But I think that's a great first opponent. So I agree with you guys. Johnny should not lose that if that is the first match, which it seemingly should be. And uh, Nick, my friend Nick brought up a good point. Would they possibly 
have Austin Theory lose the money in the bank, give it to Johnny. I don't I, know if that's. Too I don't want to see Johnny get a, a jet. Pack. I don't want that. I want but... him to strike. Like I want to see him be the underdog. Yeah. And and why do you want to see him struggle? What what did he do to you to make him? No, First of all, Johnny's <laughs> living his Johnny is living his of my daughter. And like, I want that kid to come home. I want him to be smiling more often. Baby wrestling deserves yes. his dad to have a good run. Quill. Don't you're wishing ill on Johnny. And never, think, never, never, never. I thought that guy was going to struggle. I That's, thought I thought that guy was going to drive Catholic. us home at the convention, man. He was so nice. Um, but yeah, I want to see, uh, you know, Rey Mysterio obviously being my my favorite. I would love to see, like, if he just goes in and wins or, like, wins the money in the bank. Like, I, I want to see him, like, really last song in the Royal Rumble. Um, I want to be, I'll go on that journey uh, with him, you know. And it's going to be very interesting, and that's why I'm excited. Uh, but we'll certainly see what happens with that. Uh, it's definitely an exciting time to be a wrestling fan. That being said, we'll see how everything plays out for sure uh, and i'm sure we'll talk about it soon we got our all out predictions coming up uh we talked to connor's cure mania club uh ahead of pediatric cancer awareness month guys again uh please donate to the gofundme for a good friend the carino family um and yeah lots going on here on the bcb check out our interview with maven we just posted uh brett azar from uh, young rock series took a few minutes with us we talked about terminator we talked about young rock that's great i'll post that later this week and then courageous christina marie shameless promo coming on the show but before you hit the subscribe button on the bcb channels and all that good stuff and leave us good reviews you got to go over to the mr warren hayes show because this man is brilliant i love his takes he's ahead of the curve shameless promo warren hit him with it is there such a thing as a as as an an unshameful promo? <laughs> you know, because you know, they're always fair. shameless. But you know, what if I don't have any shame to begin with? That's fair. So you know, uh, but <laughs> but thank you very much, uh, Rob, for having me on again. Uh, it, it's always fun popping on to to chat wrestling with you guys. And and there was there's just so much good stuff these days the chaos is amazing so it's it, it's it's fun to to chat with y'all and i am leaving with the with the mid card mitt you have no idea that is such a good call uh the mr warren hayes show is my podcast which i record live every thursday night 9 p.m eastern uh 8 central uh, every thursday so tomorrow uh of course we're gonna rehash what happened on dynamite of course we're gonna talk about johnny gargano there's um, a whole bunch of stuff. Hey, you know, NWA 74 is happening this weekend, If you, which is also. So. <laughs> what a goddamn. Which, you know, we, can, fire. we can preview it. We can we can chat about it. So it's a good time. There's a live chat. It's always super interesting. And if you can't make it, well, the VOD pops up the next day. And it's also available in podcast format on your favorite uh, podcast application. So love to have you there. YouTube.com slash Mr. Warren Hayes or look for the Mr. Warren Hayes show on uh, apple spotify stitcher so on so forth follow follow him he's the, he's the man and speaking of the man the myth the legendary mr bo bodkin you got a little something called the pop rig with a million podcasts yeah uh warren do you think jeff jared starts a promotion by the end of this year with conrad yes i was gonna say i was gonna say he's gonna do it with conrad absolutely yeah, absolutely. absolutely i think he's pissed off now yeah, well, they got the real Double J back, which I tweeted that as a joke, and some MAGA chud like was like, "I'm going to retweet this on my phone." Let me put it to square. This I don't think this is good. I think he sucks. Um, as for me, if you must follow me on Twitter, it's going to be wrestling stuff, which you're going to like, because usually I'm on non wrestling podcasts, and I'm like, I talk a lot about wrestling. So when I say Wheeler Yuta is the next Ricky Steamboat, just ignore it. You're not going to understand what it means. 
It's at Bodkin writes W-R-I-T-E-S, where I'm talking about wrestling and, and retweeting stuff from thepopbreak.com, which is the site I've been running for the last 13 years. We're talking all sorts of great stuff, movies, music, television, pro wrestling, anime, comic books, digital trends, all sorts of great stuff. Uh, I've got a ton of stuff coming up. I just reviewed House of the Dragon. I have a whole interview series from the Asbury Jams uh, uh, weekly that happens every Thursday at the Wonder Bar. Uh, tomorrow is actually their last show. Uh, and I have two interviews coming out from there. I am also the co-host of the Socially Distanced Podcast, uh, which drops every single Friday. We are talking about House of the Dragon and Amanda Rivas uh, of BCP fame will be my co-host for that as Al Manorino is out at Podcast Movement right now. So uh, I also am the Bill and the Bill versus the MCU podcast where I actually watch the MCU all the way through. Uh, you can find it on the Breakcast. We drop that once a month. And I also have TV Break where I uh, talk TV once a month. And I'll be launching a new wrestling and music podcast starting in October. So uh, follow uh, everything on the Pop Break at the Pop Break on Instagram and Twitter. Bill, as a guy who got lapsed out of Game of Thrones because of the terrible finale, how was House of the good. Dragon? How was how, how was House I enjoyed of the, it? How, I didn't think you were a Game of Thrones guy, Rob. So that's oh, I, very, very I'm very I'm very surprised that um, because there's so much violence. I know you have baby ears and baby eyes. You're such like <laughs> very you're very you're, you're a common man. You're like Dusty Rhodes, <laughs> but like the WWF Dusty Rhodes. Uh, I mean that in the most sincere way possible. I could just see you wrestling in polka dot trunks. I know there's, there's one person in this world who now wants to make that happen, and she is <laughs> no. very Italian. Uh, anyway, so rant aside, um, House of Dragons like it, it's good uh, and bad. So it has some of the uh, the bad stuff is they carry over some of the you know faults of Game of Thrones, like sex position and like way too much like trying to dump as much history and backstory and as humanly possible. Mm. Uh, however, I believe they do a really good job of establishing uh, comedic actors in dramatic roles like Riza Fons and Patty Considine do really great work. Uh, the set work and the visuals are amazing. It really brings you back to the best parts of Game of Thrones from an aesthetic standpoint and from a tone and tenor standpoint. And overall, it's it's a bit of a glacial pace, but it's a lot of setup and mm -hmm. it makes me, I, I kind of, I'm like, okay, cool. I'm back in this world. I'm here for episode two. Okay. I have to finish the season because I'm podcasting about the finale in a few weeks. But like, I think overall, if you were uh, snake bit by the last season of game of Thrones, like we all were, I think, I think this will be a nice palate cleanser. Okay. Hmm, very very well said yeah i'm here for episode two i hit it on the head with the pacing but you got to set everything up man and like you said I'm, i i just can't wait for episode two but all right guys on that note let's get out of here guys thank you so much for making the time like we always say here on the bcp everyone stay safe stay positive take care of each other we out peace